Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused, with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Discover Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history, along with a local handcrafted beverage this winter, while you cozy up on top of award-winning rooftop bars. Tours offered daily, year-round, with safety protocols followed on every tour, and transportation is provided. It's easy to book a tour by visiting AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. And by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website that's speakingoftravel.net, and on pretty much all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, even Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to great stories that will carry you away to places far and near and add a little sunshine to your life. Speaking of sunshine... I was thinking about the first time I went on a retreat, a whole full week for me finding myself growing and healing in Baja, California. At that time, I was stuck in my life searching for more meaning, more of me. What I came away with inspired me so much, and I was really able to enter another level within myself. My guest today is Dr. Sherry Rosenthal, who is known as one of the most sought-after retreat strategists for coaches, speakers, authors, and travel professionals, and is the owner of Journeys of the Spirit Travel, a boutique agency specializing in the planning and management of group travel. And Sherry, it is just so wonderful to have you here on the show today. Thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. Thanks for inviting me, Marilyn, and I was so excited to be able to do this with you and share with your audience. Well, Sherry, you've been around the world. You've been a a traveling person for a long time. Give us a little backstory on, on, on how you started traveling. Well, actually, growing up, I didn't travel at all. My parents really didn't make a lot of money, and it wasn't until I was in medical school 
because that was my former life, that I got to travel for the first time. And it just blew me away. It was so incredible. And uh, I went on to become a physician and all the while in the back of my head, always saying to myself, gosh, I only have a few weeks off a year. I wish that I could travel whenever I wanted for however long I wanted, but I always had to come back to office hours. And that was always in the back of my mind. And then finally, in 1998, I decided I was going to sell my practice, give up medicine. So I practiced like 18 years. And I ran a surgical residency program too. So it was a really big deal to leave medicine. And I went and I studied actually with a spiritual teacher. Maybe some of you have heard of him before, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements. And I uh, studied with him for eight years, traveled all over the world on his retreats, and also ran his business for two years. So that's how I learned how to plan retreats. And it just, it, it was a dream come true because I was always traveling. And, you know, going to meet different people, different spiritual traditions, different food, different perspective and points of view. And it was life changing for me. And what was even more life changing was getting to watch people's faces change after like a week or two weeks of being uh, on retreat. So that's a little bit about the condensed version of my whole uh, travel life. Well, I find that to be very epic, Sherry, very epic <laughs> and and so exciting and to be able to travel the world with somebody who, is, you know, is such a spiritual leader, somebody that really connects people and their inner selves. And obviously that must have run off onto you. And then what a gift to be able to give that back. Oh, absolutely. It was wonderful. And then, you know, I took it to the next level in 2014. I uh, started a business called Wanderlust Entrepreneur, and I had started my travel company back in 2003. So it's been part of my life for, I, I don't know how many years that is, because I'm not going to do the math, but I can't believe actually how many years have gone by since I left medicine, but it's been great. And you know, this year was tough not being able to travel, but this past year, but we're, we're coming back and I'm really excited about that. Well, tell me a little bit about the way that you have been able to utilize this time where you haven't been traveling to connect with your network virtually. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know some of us have a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially for those of us that maybe are a little older that didn't grow up with computers. So for us, we like to be in person. But I really worked hard to train myself to use social media to the best ability. And, you know, this is the thing, Marilyn, right now people need co connection. And I felt it would be very selfish of me to pull back and not be on social media. So our, my whole company, my team has done a really great job at just 
continually putting ourselves out there and encouraging people and inspiring people to keep going and to use the time to reevaluate their life and see what's not working, what is working, what needs to shift and change, and use the time to make those positive changes so that when we come out of COVID, that we're now in a totally different place, even better than before. So that is my perspective on it. And we spend a lot of time online, a lot of time between the emails and the social media and, you know, everything else we do. It's, um, it's just a great way to touch people's lives and people have needed it. And we've heard so many heartbreaking stories from our community. And I, I wouldn't know any of that if I wouldn't have taken the time to connect with them. And to support them and to be there. Yes. I think that's something that we've all needed so much over this uh, this time, like you said, is to be able to connect, but also to share that empathy and share that compassion with each yes. other. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. The connection is really key. That's part of a human DNA. And when you segment humans, it creates a lot of isolation, depression, and all kinds of not healthy things. So, exactly. Being positive yeah. and, and being able to connect with, with others and, and such a gift, Sherry, that you bring to the table because you have this experience of being somebody first in the medical profession being able to, to show that empathy and compassion to your patients, mm -hmm. to their families, and then to be able to take it another step in helping people learn how to be the best that they can when they're reaching other people's emotions and, and deepest souls, really. Exactly. Yes, exactly, Marilyn. What a gift for you, Sherry. So yes. let's talk a little bit about how people can get, get up with you, because I know as my audience is listening that they're wondering, who is Sherry Rosenthal? How can I connect with her? I, I want to I feel that I'm part of that network. Absolutely. You know, if, you, if you're doing retreats, if you like going on retreats, if you have any interest at all, you can find me at wanderlustentrepreneur.com. And you can also find me on social media. You just have to put in Sherry Rosenthal and I will pop up as long as you put in S-H-E-R-I, because <laughs> that's how I spell Sherry. And uh, I, I love reaching out to people. And we have a great community on Facebook. Um, we've got 62,000 retreat leaders and facilitators in our group. And we're always happy to have one more of you. So, well, yes. Sherry, thank you. I want to, I want to find out when we come back from the break where, you know, 2021 is, is starting out uh, a little bit with a little bit more hope and a little bit more ray of sunshine, if you will. And, <laughs> yes. Yes. And we're all having, you know, speaking of wonderlust, so many of us want to get out and travel again. I'd like to chat with you when we come back how we can travel safely when that time comes. Considering you're a doctor, uh, let's hear it right from the doctor's perspective. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd love to do that, Marilyn. Thanks. My pleasure. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Dr. Sherry Rosenthal, and we're talking about retreats, uh, teaching, love, empathy, compassion. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can really start to focus on travel this year safely. So stay tuned. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. My guest today is Dr. Sherry Rosenthal, and she is one of the most sought-after retreat strategists for coaches and speakers, authors, and travel professionals. And Sherry, you you have such a wonderful um, story. Your your story of going to medical school and becoming a doctor, and and then shifting gears, taking a leap. Uh, just such a an inspiring story, and. I want to thank you for being here on Speaking of Travel today. Thank you, Marilyn. It's an honor. So, Sherry, let's talk a little bit. We were talking before the break about how you entered into the work that you're doing. And being a doctor, you you definitely can look at travel from a little different perspective, especially in these times where there are so many new protocols and uh, regulations and safety and health concerns. Give us an idea of of your perspective on how we can begin to travel again safely. Well, Marilyn, I'm I'm such a wanderluster, so this has been really hard. And as you mentioned uh, when we were talking privately, I do have a trip coming up myself in March to Costa Rica, and. It is really important for me to know that I can travel as safely as possible. So there's a few things that come into my head about it. Obviously, the airlines are trying to do their best to keep the airplanes clean. You know, they fog their planes and surfaces are clean, blah, blah, blah. On your side, you know, I think it's really great to always travel with your hand sanitizer or wash your hands really often. That is the number, like one of the number one things because uh, bacteria, viruses, you know, all creatures of all kinds lay on surfaces and we touch them all day long without thinking about them. Especially when we're traveling, you're sitting and waiting, you're touching the seats, you're, you're touching um, the counter, you're, you're touching in the stores and all of that. So we have to be very mindful of that and constantly be cleaning our hands. The thing that comes up for me most importantly is the mask. 
So I know a lot of people are trying to be good and wearing a mask, but but here is my take on it. I know the CDC is trying to help people at least be minimally compliant by putting something over their face. But from my perspective, it's most critical to be wearing an N95 mask because the virus is so small in nanometers, it goes right through a fabric mask. Fabric masks are okay in that they don't allow big bursts of virus to be flying all over the place, but it does not necessarily prevent your virus from leaving or virus coming through. An N95 mask is made to really keep um, like 95% of that out. So if you're traveling and stuck in an enclosed environment for hours, I think it's critical to be wearing the proper mask. I certainly would not travel without a full out N95 mask that has a NIOSH certification. So that means the mask was certified in the United States to go down to that amount of nanometers to not allow the virus to go through. Now, of course, the mask needs to fit the face properly because if it gaps, then the virus can come in through the sides. And that's another big problem with with regular cloth masks. I see people wearing them all the time and their nose is hanging out, they're breathing right over the mask or they're gaping on the side. So in essence, take the darn mask off because it's not doing anything anyways. So the key is to have a well-fitted N95 mask. And I think if you're wearing that and and keeping your distance and keeping your hands clean, I'm not saying you're you're going to resist all virus, but your chances of then catching something go much lower than just a simple fabric mask and sitting close to people and not washing your hands. So you know, if, if you look at those two items alone, you can really protect yourself pretty well. So it's an N95 mask. In China, the masks are KN95s. They're not NIOSH certified. So if you get a 3M mask in the United States, it probably has that certification on it. Um, it might cost a little more between maybe 5 and $10 for a mask, but it's worth it. And it cannot be a respirator mask because most airplanes don't allow them. Those are the ones with the little box in the front because it's protecting you breathing in, but it's allowing all of your air to go out unfiltered. Sherry, I am so grateful that you're sharing this information with us. We've heard so much about three W's, wearing the mask, washing our hands, being six feet apart, doing the social distancing. But to get down to the specifics like this is so critically important, especially as we start to think about traveling again and being out there in public. So tell us a little bit about this trip that you're taking in March to Costa Rica. Yes, I get all of my inspiration when I travel for my business. And so uh, I actually came home from Spain in March last year, just as the pandemic was really hitting. So I haven't traveled since. And I feel like this is an important trip for me because of that inspiration factor. But I wanted to choose something that was as safe as possible. So Costa Rica does have a low number. You know, they're, I think, in the 180,000 
cases versus our 22 million or something, which is just absurd in the United States. And I'm actually purchasing a special custom mask that is silicone and that um, has HEPA filters in it. So that is what I'm going to be wearing on the plane. And um, I, I'm just going for inspiration. A friend of mine owns a retreat center in Costa Rica. It's a little remote, so it'll take a little time to get there, but it's pretty isolated. They have a vegetarian chef there, so I can get my cholesterol down from the holidays. And I'm just going to chill and relax, have my own um, bungalow there, have all my meals cooked for me, which is wonderful. <laughs> I can't think of anything better, really. They have super internet there so I can work on my computer and still connect, run all my programs, teach, uh, take care of our travel clients. And yeah, it's going to be great. Well, I guess uh, we're going to be there with you in spirit. <laughs> yes. And we will look forward to the time that we too will be stepping out and doing this. And I'd love to have you back on Speaking of Travel after you get back and talk about what it was like and be able to fill us in because sure. it's still going to take a little bit of time uh, before we're all ready to, to step out. But knowing that there are pioneers going before us who can report back and say, this is the way you do it. Here's what you have to be careful of. And yes. here's what you can expect in the joyfulness in your life. Exactly, exactly. And yes, I mean, I hope that people get vaccinated. That is really, really important. I encourage that. And uh, that's going to make a big difference in this pandemic, I believe. I believe, too. And I feel that we are moving forward in a, in a positive way and that uh, we're gravitating towards our positive network and just and just having hope. Uh, yes. Fill our lives again. So, Sherry, tell us how we can connect with you, because when you're gone, we're going to want to be like on it. What's Sherry doing? What's she putting out there? What's she eating today? <laughs> yes, you, you'll see all those pictures from the trip if you come to Facebook and go to Sherry Rosenthal. And you're always welcome to come to wanderlustentrepreneur.com. And you know, if you're not sure where to find me or whatever, you can always ask us there. We have a little live chat box that pops open and you can, you can ask us anything and we're happy to help. So yes, please find me. It's my honor and pleasure. Sherry, I am just so grateful having you on Speaking of Travel today. And I, I wish you safe travels. I look forward to uh, having you on the show again and catching up with you as you step out into the world and, and report back. Thanks. And thanks for the optimism, Marilyn. It just makes me so happy that you're bringing that to your audience because we all need that right now. Seriously. We absolutely do. Well, Sherry, again, thank you so thank much. You. I know I'm going to be ready for a retreat this year. <laughs> thank you, Marilyn. Well, if you're like me, finding ways to honor cultural differences and embracing meaningful connections is a goal in helping create more equity in our communities. And that's exactly what LEAF Global Arts is doing to foster shared experiences and transform lives, connect cultures, and generate unity. Coming up to share how LEAF has been creating welcoming places and spaces of possibility for 25 years is Jennifer Pickering. 
Jennifer is the LEAF Global Arts Executive Director. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I was out taking a walk the other day, and I happened to overhear a child talking to his mom and said in this very enthusiastic, high-pitched voice, remember when we went to the Leaf Festival? And then he said, we swam in the lake and watched the puppet shows and listened to music? You know, kids have an amazing ability to recall all kinds of joy, and we do too if we can take the time to remember everything that made those moments magical. That's why anniversaries are an important part of life. They remind us of important events, both personal and cultural, and gives us a chance to look back over the years and reflect on how it has changed us. Remembering the past can be an important part of understanding who we are. After hearing this little guy talking about the LEAF Festival, I'm super excited to have with me today Jennifer Pickering, LEAF Global Arts Executive Director. And if you can believe it, Jennifer founded LEAF 25 years ago. What a great time of celebration, Jennifer, and thank you for being here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. So, Jennifer, give us a little backstory. I'm just so excited. I've been going to LEAF for many, many, many years and have such rich memories uh, from from every time. Give us a little backstory on, on how this even unfolded for you in your life. So since we're on speaking of travel, it's a perfect, it's a perfect Lincoln. I had just moved back to the Asheville area and had always envisioned that I would be working in some um, arena that allowed me to both travel, but also to connect to the world. And the Starting the festival itself was a series of strange incidences and coincidences. However, as it unfolded, what I realized is that my passion for travel and for cultures really was so easily shared with others through the arts, through music, dance, culture, and through bringing artists. So as I created LEAF, I also was very mindful of wanting to bring the world to Western North Carolina and to create opportunities for people to both sample what was happening here in our own region, as well as to present anywhere from 25 to 50 genres and cultures each event so that you could travel the world through music and arts, even if you didn't have access or didn't have time to get on a plane. 
Well, give us a little bit of an idea of what it was like when you first kicked off the Leaf Festival back in those days. So, you know, it was it was really magical learning about all of these worlds that I had not been aware of beforehand like the you know the dancers the artists the old-time musicians who meet every thursday the um you know the zydeco players the um the brass bands from around the world it was definitely as it continues to be the logistics tend to be uh creative resourcing at its finest and at its capacity for sure and it also was a really beautiful experience to be able to bring the land here at Lake Eden back to life in some ways that allowed so many people to come enjoy it and at the same time expanding their own connections and understanding of the world. And very intentionally, we also created it so it was a family gathering. I wanted from the very beginning for it to be a place that you would bring your grandkids, your grandma, that anyone, regardless of who you were, age, color, culture, any of the places that you could feel comfortable walking into here and therefore creating proximity and connection that you don't necessarily get in other places of your regular life. And it's really been interesting in this year, this past year of 2020 and even right now of as we as we've gone through so many different movements of awareness for racial justice for equity for global citizenship of you know being reminded how important it is to meet and engage and connect with people from other places and other worlds and for me that is the best way to break down a lot of the isms we all have and build that understanding that is also true. I, I'm curious, Jennifer, when you were uh, growing up, did you travel when you were a kid? Was that something that your family did together? No. Um, you know, I grew up as a camp kid, and which meant that there were a lot of people coming from a lot of other places to camp during the summer. And we would travel, but just regionally. And um, it wasn't until I got out of college and Pan Am had that amazing round the world pass that was good for a whole year for $1,400. Uh, and uh, someone had gifted that to myself and a friend. And so we took off backpacking. And that was really what opened my mind and educated me in a whole another way that you never can get in books. Wow. $1,400 unlimited stops around the world. What a great yep. opportunity that was for you. For 365 days, the best plane ticket out there. I would <laughs> Obviously, Pan Am does not exist anymore. That might be why. Exactly. So, Jennifer, give us an idea of what the festival is like today. In fact, for people who, are, who maybe are new to LEAF, give us an idea of, of everything that that somebody would need to know to connect with you and to get involved and to be able to share all this magic? Well, Leaf Global Arts is really an experience of creating cultural preservation, cultural arts education and experiences in several different formats so that you it's really accessible to almost anyone. 
and we have a new headquarters and down on the block on Eagle and Market Street in downtown Asheville that we opened on February 14th in 2020. And the first three weeks were amazing and miraculous. And it's the historic Club Del Cardo, which was a really significant place where a lot of African-American artists came through from musicians from, you know, um, even Al Green supposedly was the last person that played there. And I remember going in there when I moved back a long time ago and it just was that place that just felt so right. So we created that with the curatorial oversight and connection with a lot of elders and curators to create a place where you can step into the world and at the same time step into the history of the Del Cardo at the same time looking forward towards the future of how we all come together. So as a learning experience and then how most people engage with LEAF is through our signature events which happened throughout the year. Last year, we were able to do several, both small in person and virtually, which planted the seeds for this year. So, um, but what really is kind of our beacons are Leaf Schools and Streets, where we work with local schools and communities of getting arts education connected to local youth, and then Leaf International which we have in 10 different countries and started in Beckway in the Grenadines. And that sense of connecting to culture keepers and supporting them to teach their own youth, their culture, their traditions, and it all weaves together. So LEAF is like one big uh, quilt, so to speak, and weaving lots of different experiences and platforms. And how can somebody get more information? You're, you have a wonderful website. Tell us how we can... Uh all connect with you? Well, just go to the website, theleaf.org, T-H-E-L-E-A-F.org. And you can also stop by Leaf Global. We'll hopefully be opening back up in February on the weekends. And we have our Leaf Global classroom happening, but we are open to the public. And then, you know, Leaf membership is really what gets us through these wild waves right now. Thank you. Well, thank you. We we definitely want to support you, and I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel and, and get updates as the year goes on so that we can all be opening our global minds. Absolutely, yeah. When, um, when this time last year, all of our kids in Rwanda had just gotten their passports to come to leave for May 2020. So we definitely hold, um, hold space for future cultural exchanges and just grateful we can travel in different ways right now. Well, thank you, Jennifer, so much. And congratulations. We're really happy to, to know that you're moving forward. And, and I want to encourage everybody to uh, visit the LEAF website and, and contribute. Let's all support this incredible organization that is bringing the world together Jennifer, we'll look forward to having you on Speaking of Travel again. Thanks, Marilyn. Well, speaking of anniversaries, 2021 is a big year for the Asheville Regional Airport. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to reflect on the history of that airport and how far they've come. So stay tuned. Why? 
Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Well, speaking of memories, I miss airports. I love to watch all the people bustling about, wondering where they're from and where they're going or how far they've traveled. I have so many good memories at airports. Whether I was picking someone up or just flying out of state to see my family, any trip that involved an airplane has always been exciting for me. So when your airport achieves significant milestones, it's time to celebrate. On January 15, 1961, a new era began for the Asheville Regional Airport when it received an operating certificate from the FAA. I would imagine they'll be celebrating all year long. And joining me to cheer on this amazing milestone and fill us in on all the other news from the Asheville Regional Airport is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development. And Tina, it is so great to have you here today. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Well, it is always a pleasure. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, Tina, I am really excited about this anniversary because, you know, I had an aunt. I just want to tell you this quick story. And all those years ago, 1960, 61, 62, she and her husband started flying all over the world, and they would talk about the airports that they were going in, and it seems so sci-fi at that <laughs> time, right? Like, where are they, on a rocket? So <laughs> congratulations. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the Asheville Regional Airport. Well, absolutely. You know, um, you talk about stories. We hear them all the time. There are so many people in our region who remember the airport from many, many years ago, either as children or adults during that time. I, one of the funniest stories that I hear often, uh, people say, oh, I remember when I would get off the plane and I would walk to baggage claim and a hand would come out from behind a curtain and hand me my suitcase. You know, we were it was exciting. We were a commercial service airport. We got our operating certificate in 1961, January of 1961, which was 60 years ago. Um, and in that very first year, we served about 88,000 passengers in the whole year. And then it's fun to look at the trend line over the 60 years um, because it has been an upward trim, trend line all along. Yes, we've had some peaks and we've had some valleys, but overall we've been 
just chugging away, um, moving up. And um, I know we've talked about this before, but just in 2019, we didn't serve 88,000 passengers in a year. In fact, we maybe in a few a few times during the year served that many in just a couple of weeks. So we were at 1.6 million annual passengers. And it's just exciting to look at that because the airport is, is a cornerstone economic anchor organization in Western North Carolina. Um, the, the air service that is available here is important for business growth, for leisure travel, for the travel and tourism industry here in our region. You know, we generate just the presence of the airport generates thousands of jobs in our region. Um, $1.5 billion of economic impact, you know, so it's, it's the, the forefathers who decided that they needed this commercial service airport in this location, uh, because I don't know if a lot of people realize there was an airport already um, that had been in place for a, quite a while, number of decades, um, and it had two runways, I believe, don't check me on that, uh, shorter runways, had a mail service and military history involved, but surrounded by mountains, difficult for commercial service um, to operate there. And so the community really came forward and said, we need a, a commercial service airport. And that's, that's what happened. And I'm so glad they did. I am too. And it's an, it's an amazing history. And when you look back 60 years on our on our region here and the the visionaries uh, who were here in place and the leadership that was here in place to recognize the potential of what this area is all about and then to be able to see it come to fruition uh, and continue to grow. Uh, on that note, I'd like to talk to you about this um, uh, first airport in the state of North Carolina to receive an industry-approved global health accreditation. Yes, that this? was... <laughs> well, I tell you, Marilyn, um, the team at Asheville Regional Airport, we are committed to continually doing what needs to be done to make the air travel journey as safe and healthy as possible. And living through a pandemic, all of us together, uh, you know, it's been a almost a year, we've really had to regroup, relook, reevaluate, learn from each other, determine what makes sense to really make the, the journey the best it can be. And we found an opportunity to um, challenge ourselves to make sure we were meeting best practices and exceeding best practices. Uh, and so we voluntarily applied for this accreditation program. It's a global accreditation program in the airport industry. And it, it was a long process, um, really had to focus on our, our policies, procedures, working with our partners, um, all the things that needed to be implemented and we achieved that accreditation and we were the first airport in North Carolina to do so. So we're really proud of that. I think it speaks to our commitment to our community, um, you know, and just we really wanted to be a leader in that regard. Well, you definitely are leaders in that regard and in so many other regards uh, to keep an airport, as you said, this hub for economic development, for uh, for all industries 
for 60 years and now more, you have a lot of growth happening with new runways and new terminals coming up and just this continual vision and and leadership. So proud, Tina. That's that's oh, all I can you. say. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're excited too. It's kind of fun to look back in 1961. We were still under construction, this the terminal. Um, here we are 60 years later and we're in a design phase to expand and modernize our terminal. So, you know, always moving forward. I love it. Well, how can people get more information? Because your I know your website and your social media is, is uh, rich in, in information. Give us some idea on what we can do when we go to your website sure. and keep connected. Sure. So uh, we're at flyavl.com. Everything you need is right there. So on the homepage, you can click uh, up in the upper right-hand corner. There is a, a, an orange icon, and it says Social Hub. If you click on that, it'll take you directly to all the ways you can connect with us um, on all the social media platforms. And also, you can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. And also, we can take the survey. I just want to always put in a plug for that because that is still on your website, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. We're always wanting to hear from uh, travelers about your sentiment. How are you feeling about air travel right now? Well, we appreciate all that you do, and we want to continue to celebrate with you as time goes on. Well, thank you. Watch our social media. We hope to have lots of fun little opportunities to celebrate with our community in the in this whole year. Well, Tina, just thank you so much and and chink chink to all of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Sherry and Jennifer for joining us today on Speaking of Travel. We do indeed have so much to be grateful for. And if you're like me, you enjoy being in the company of such positive people and obviously, there are plenty of reasons why we should all try to think positively. A positive attitude keeps you happier. When you have a positive frame of mind, you just become happier. Happiness really does come from right inside you. Being positive also increases your motivation to get what you want and motivate you to achieve more than you ever expected. So don't worry about negative people. When you have a positive attitude toward yourself, the people around you will have a better opinion of you and will treat you with more respect. And we all want that, right? And thinking positively is very beneficial for your mental health. Negative thoughts can cause depression and stress, while happy and positive thoughts are bound to make you smile. So let's go out this week and smile. Begin this week knowing that you have the ability to make all your dreams become what you really want them to be. Pat Conroy, one of my favorite writers, said, Once you have traveled, the voyage never ends, but is played out over and over again in the quietest chambers. The mind can never break off from the journey. Think about the journey to come, because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy. 